0: A simple her story.
1: Welcome to the free love game.
0: Our probing host plums the depths of Victoria Woodhull's personal life in the form of her three husbands.
2: I did nothing but love you. Hello.
0: The personal is always political, they say. And these personal politics get very personal very quickly.
3: What
4: decision can a scared, sick, 14-year-old make? Everybody grows up sometimes. Ah, cha-cha. You poisoned me. I never did. You slept around. So
5: did you. That was our ordeal. Free love. Sometimes I hopped in between them. Maybe it's best I don't speak.
1: Stop it, Victoria. I'll make the Victoria I want to see.
0: Ah, but yet again. Our host feels this is not the way to go. She must be serious, lest her quest end in defeat. So she walks with a direct purpose, a large script in hand, flicks off the ghost light, and gives us
1: a stage, a thrust. No, proscenium? Which is, you know, like a big wooden stage with red curtains and those boxes on the side that look cool, but actually have terrible sight lines. Here I present a serious play, a tragedy in 74 acts, abridged. We don't have time to do the full six hour epic, so it'll be selected scenes from the great drama. Woodhorn. a feminist phantasmagoria on women's themes. Part one, She-Lenium approaches. The curtain parts, Homer, Ohio. Dirt on the stage. Some old trees, a very young Victoria with her mother, Roxana, Roxy Claflin, salt of the earth people. Her mother has returned home from another revivalist meeting. Roxy is filled with an energy and power from the preacher.
5: Mm. <sighs> Mama? Yeah, girl?
4: Why is it you end up in the fits? When you see the preacher, you fall on the ground
2: and
5: kick and scream. Are you sick? Oh, Vicki, girl, that is wellness. The sickness is this broken earth. When I get the fits and I scream to Jesus, oh, it's the purity. Only time we not full of sin. Even me, Mama? Oh, especially female kind. Preachers say... We got the sin swarming us, clinging like mud at the edge. Oh. Edge? Edge of the bowl of sin, teetering, all ready to fall in. Then he paints the world of sin, hell. And in the center of the bowl stands old Scratch Himself. And there we are, but a little spider hanging by a tiny strand above the flesh. he takes us right to the, to the, to the abyss. Save me. Save me. Oh, and he saves us. Oh, oh, and he fills us up and he gives us depression. Oh, and he falls and he kicks and he oh, 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 oh,
3: oh, oh. It feels good. Oh.
5: ...is one thing, but to stroke the soul... Ooh, I almost buckled again just thinking about it. Oh, and in that moment, all of it is all of it in the world. Oh, it's just nothing but God's love. How he make it so
4: you see them things, devils and (gasps) angels?
5: Oh, words can make things appear. Oh, I want to make people see things. Well, go chop the wood and make me see a pile of wood. Women ain't for making words. They for making babies. But I I want... Don't you ever let anyone see you want. People see want. They see something they can take. God gives his love free. A man is all on Terms. Now run along now. Run off.
1: The curtain closes. Then let's jump like eight scenes later. Victoria's father, Buck, has taken Tenny and Vicki away. The curtain parts. The scene begins in a ramshackle cabin. Night. A few shouts in the far distance. <gasps> ah. They
6: huddle together. Daddy, where are we? Across the state line, Vic. Which state? Stay of my boot in your rear if you keep it up It's cold Shut up, Tenny Can't we go home? Ain't going back to Ohio But why? Cause it's a town of squareheads. Forget that What we need now is a coin Cash cow I know I always sense great power in you, Tenny Something mystical Something sellable Don't you feel it? A power. A tingle. Like when I ate that toad. What? No. Maybe don't eat no toads without giving your papa a leg. You use this power to read fortunes and talk to spooks. I'll fix the purchase price. Why do we gotta charge them? Because the American way. Is if you help someone, you get paid. If everyone did things for free, we'd all be poor. And if everyone was poor, then where'd we be? The poor need the rich to hate. And the rich need the poor to hate.
4: People hate us?
6: Girl, you know people already hate you. Best let them hate us for being rich. Because then we get paid. Get rich. Could be fun. The curtain closes.
1: Then we can skip over the first couple acts. Going from town to town, selling spiritualism and fake cancer cures. The marriage to canning. Oh, we covered that. But very quickly,
6: curtain. <coughs> <Ha-cha-cha>. My cough. <coughs> Time for some opium. For me? For me. And a pinch of cocaine. For luck. That's
3: good luck and one to grow on.
6: It's hard being an educated man among the fleas. Wash that down with some of this. Ooh, what was that?
7: Another swig to see. (laughs)
5: terrible, but kicks like a mule, cha cha
7: Might as well finish this stuff up. I think it might be
3: formaldehyde. Waste not want that.
0: Do
4: you
3: have my medicine? Greedy Mouse,
6: you're trouble.
4: I'm not. You know what, my little puss?
7: You tell your father, I'll take you for a wife. Oh. Okay. They
4: get married.
1: It's horrible. He's a drunk. She goes back to her family. Buck is promoting Tenny as a faith healer. Tenny is accused of manslaughter when they burn off a woman's breasts trying to treat her cancer. Victoria and Tenny go to New York. Oh, we can do a scene where she meets Vanderbilt. Uh uh Curtain up on Commodore Vanderbilt's mansion. Imposing. Large. Vanderbilt is a lithe, smug, shark of a man. Your standard robber baron, but he had an open door policy.
3: I let anyone visit. You never know what Rube might have a good idea you can steal. I mean invest in. <laughs> but you ladies don't care about business.
4: We care very much about business. We are destined for great wealth. Ah,
3: you should leave.
4: Uh, 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 just, just a moment more. Victoria
3: us spirits, right Vicky? Yes, your uh, wife. Mm-hmm. I sent her. Yeah, she's an invalid. She is upstairs. Her
4: aura hangs like a ripened peach. Uh, a child passed on.
3: George? You sense him? Yes! He wants something. Ah! Probably money. Ghost money. Thirteen children and they all want a handout. Get out of here, you greedy ghosts. And you both. No,
4: get- no. He speaks of uh, making money. Of a plan. May we sit?
3: I guess. But don't get comfortable.
4: He wants uh, your son, You. Dead son, who I am definitely speaking with from the other side, wants you to invest in us, a, a firm. Mm,
3: the lady brokers? No.
4: Our destiny is in this city. I, since childhood, was guided by a kindly spirit, the great philosopher Demosthenes. Philosopher? Ha! <laughs> huh? That's almost as
3: bad as a poet. No, he
4: spoke of riches.
3: Ah, uh, riches? You say, go on.
4: Well, I, I was in Pittsburgh, and I knew his path for me. In a vision, I, I saw a room. Slow it came to focus, A, a chair formed, then the wallpaper which dripped and created a table, and floor on that table was a book, but I couldn't read the letters. I saw a flickering spirit. He said... 17 Great Jones Street, New York City. That is where your home shall be. And I said, Who are you? And in the dust of a mirror, slow at first, came a stir. Level of disinterest rising. Wait for it. The dust rippled, forming letters, and then the letters burst into holy pale fire. And so it said, I am Demosthenes. <laughs> It's like a
3: lavender.
4: And I went to Great Jones Street, and I found there a boarding house, and they did indeed have a room to rent. Unimpressed. The room from my vision, and on the table, a book! That book, the collected works of Demosthenes! And? And so
3: the fates willed me here. My fortune is predestined. I've heard enough, and that's too much. Let me get my butler and sweep you both into the gutter. Wait! I, uh, I'm having a fit. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling around. I need a moment before you throw us out alone and aside with Vicky. Oh, Danny! Fine. Go over to that corner, and I'll wait here and cross my arms and grumble about how I don't like you both. I think you are losing him, but this is our destiny! I know, but he, he can be <sighs> persuaded. I shall explain it plainly! I don't know if that... Let's play it how Papa taught us. I'm done with this! You both can go to hell. Wanna see my tits? What? Tit? For tat.
4: Your tat? my tits the spirits will it
3: (laughs) I'm not one to defy the spirits let's see them
1: curtain closes Oh, nudity on stage. Sorry, I didn't realize this was... Anyway, soon Victoria becomes Vanderbilt's personal medium and Tenny becomes his personal friend. You get it. Skipping ahead. They get a tip on the gold corner scam. They make a ton of money. Vanderbilt sets them up with a brokerage. Victoria and Tenny buy a mansion. Oh, right. She meets her second husband. That was before this. Sorry, the timeline gets a bit... She was running a health hotel and healing with magnets. That was before. Sorry, let's back up to that scene for a minute. Victoria with Colonel
7: Blood.
4: Evening to you, Colonel.
7: Call me Jim. You see ghosts, they say. I do. Mm. I see the men who died. I see them marching. I hear them. I can help you. I could love you.
4: I am married. To what? To a drunk. To a carouser. I left him, but I am still married. Why? Because the laws of God and Ohio are foolish, Colonel. Because I thought that a man and a woman are united and become one thing. I have children.
7: How do you get them to stop? The ghosts.
4: How do you get the sun to stop? Wait till dark. In the darkness, (laughs) all things become invisible. Pain. Thighs. Fingers. Fear.
7: Belief. Sounds good to me.
4: Remove your shirt. It's time for me to lay the magnets.
7: Let me see you first.
4: You see me plenty now. Women, women
7: hide all sorts of lies under dresses. I knew women who padded and filled themselves up, fought behind more cotton than Jackson at New Orleans. Take off your
4: shirt. Join me the look of an actual woman would be as shocking as seeing
7: a manticore i've seen war a manticore barely raises an eyebrow let us make mythology <sighs> together <sighs>
1: <sighs> <sighs> and scene the curtain <gasps> what time is it what we what we have so much the Beecher scandal, the whole... Okay, wow. This story is just... <laughs> it is just... <laughs> she has the newspaper. She decides to run for president. And, no, I should show that... I should I, I, I should show that, that moment just quick from her
4: speech. I once was in a slum giving out bread. I saw a man so broken there was dirt even between the folds of his eyes no, no, not that.
1: Not that speech. Uh, Here.
4: While others of my sex devoted themselves to a crusade against the laws that shackle the women of this country, I asserted my individual independence. While others prayed for a good time coming, I worked for it. I boldly entered the arena of politics and business and exercised the rights I already possessed. I now announce myself as candidate for president. I am well aware that in assuming this position, I shall evoke more ridicule than enthusiasm at the outset. But this is an epoch of sudden changes and startling surprises. What may appear absurd today will assume a serious aspect tomorrow.
1: He made inroads with various
4: groups. People denounce her.
1: Anthony Comstock, the moral crusader, starts targeting her. Damn, I had a whole little musical interlude with him. Hmm.
3: It's not nice to look at
5: vice. You have to put dirty books on ice. It's not fair to stop and stare at a postcard with a naked derriere. And here's my righteous homily. Don't look at all that porn. No-,
1: no time for that. There was also going to be, like, sexy dancing postcards and magazines, and he was going to destroy them. But that's really not that even important to the story. Hmm. Intermission! On to her presidential run. She was running on a platform of free love, equal rights. She put Frederick Douglass on the ticket against his wishes. It was. uh, mm, mm, mm. She became friends, sort of, uh, with Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Oh, man, skip over that act. That one. Here's a scene. Oops. Oh, Oh! Not sure where this goes. It's of her with Anthony and Stanton speaking at a convention. Not sure where. Let's just, uh, curtain... Ladies talking. Equal rights, something or
4: other. Go! What is the speaking order, Anthony? Does
8: it matter? It is vital. What is vital is that these programs need folding. Will you help me? I could. Where's Elizabeth? Arranging everything. You're folding like a Portuguese whaler. (sighs) Delicate and cross with the thumb like this. Does a fold matter so much? If our programs are bent, how can we be taken seriously?
4: Perish the thought. You've been at this a long time, Anthony.
8: Since girlhood, Elizabeth was... often saddled with a newborn or other maternal duties. How many children did Mr. Stanton saddle her with? Seven. And while there must be pleasure to the act... One can find other methods than adding cargo to a ship that is already listing under the weight.
4: You can enjoy the act and avoid the result if you plan accordingly. (gasps) Speak you of murder. Practicalities. I would never eschew motherhood, though I've known plenty who visited Madame Ristel. You, though, Anthony, never suffered under wedded bliss.
8: No, I'm far too frivolous. (laughs) Just let me fold. You stack them.
4: Are you a virgin, Anthony? I'm curious. You speak on many subjects of womanhood, of motherhood. But what comes from experience?
8: Need a professor of antiquities be a centurion of Caesar to write of Caesar?
4: Do you like me, Anthony?
8: I'm a Yankee. We don't care about such things.
4: Oh, the frontier is different.
8: If we only associate with those with whom we agree on all things, we will find ourselves dining alone. But
4: cast the doors so wide, you lose all sight of what is
8: right? Is this about George Train again? Train spoke well to women's suffrage. When Elizabeth and I were in Kansas, he was quite forceful.
4: He also speaks of the dangers of Negroes and their votes. He turned it into something that...
8: we can scare racists into thinking white women would outvote the other... We must get the vote, and any ally can be of use. To associate with racists is not to be a racist.
4: I'm sure they will carve that above the door of women's paradise.
8: You are speaking sixth. Sixth? It's the order Elizabeth set.
4: Right before the midday break? They'll be straining and hungry. I am lightning behind the podium. I should...
8: Elizabeth still thinks you put Douglas on your ticket as a personal slight against her.
4: It was not.
8: This? This is not a fold. It's a crease.
4: You are such a pleasure, Anthony, like eating trout.
8: Trout is a garbage fish. The
4: fish we deserve for our era. I ran for president not to spite Stanton, not to spite Grant. I ran because it needed to be done. First as farce, then as tragedy, then as victory. The failure makes the success happen. I made it so the option existed. Men need precedents, politicians especially, because they are lawyers, and lawyers are dumb and cannot understand anything without a precedence to cite. I am the precedents president, the first case.
8: They ridiculed
4: you. They ridicule you, Anthony, and you never ran. They ridicule me, and I was almost president. Almost? Closer than you. Are the programs ready?
8: Almost. Folding is not an art all take to naturally.
4: A more pressing issue. I'm to speak sixth?
8: I placed you
2: there to keep them in the hall. If I don't have you there, they'll be sneaking out to nibble sandwiches. Is this
4: because of the articles?
2: They are all lies. Free love as an issue is... It is madness at times. They call you wanton, but for what? Henry Blackwell is carrying on with Abby. Phoebe is leaving her husband. Mary as well. We all suffer the same yoke, but they are afraid to admit it that we are all suffering and sinning. Really? What else? Elizabeth. I'm not the town gossip. I abhor gossip. But Ward Beecher is sleeping with Lib Tilton and seven <gasps> others minimum. Oh, Liz! She told you that in confidence. Victoria is one of us, she understands Her past would make a penny dreadful blush
8: She makes everything tawdry You make
4: everything heavy Even the air sags under your speeches Susan B. Anthony Susan B.
2: Interesting (laughs) Sorry, Susan But I just enjoyed wordplay Regardless of whether I agree with it or not
8: The shiny new bauble is always a joy But in the end, it tarnishes, and you find the old, steady tin ring does just fine. What? It was a metaphor, and I thought it was... (laughs) I must put these programs in their place. (laughs) She has a gait like a draft horse.
2: Be not mean. She has done good work.
4: I mean nothing by meanness. I'll speak forth behind Lucy Stone. Not possible. Did you vote for me? Oh, women can't vote. Please. I know you and Susan love to vote and watch them tear up
2: your ballot. Small pleasure. Did you vote for me? I vote straight Republican every time. How standard. My husband did co-found the party, so... And they are...
4: I understand the ugliness of it all. Once, doing charity in the slums of the points, I met a man. Ah. He was so dirty, there was even soot in the corner of his eyes. He was so shattered. Called you devil.
2: I have heard and read the speech. You give it too often.
4: I should have won the presidency. I was promised it by the spirits. I was told I would not
2: fail. Failing is noble. We women must fail, and fail perhaps forever, but in our failing, we can shame them, if only for a second's second. We shame them and get a small crumb of change, and we use that. I'd settle for that. We settle before we even begin
4: to fight. That is why we lose. Right, that goes into Act 8, but see, there's too
1: much, and, and I don't have the context about... You see, the whole women's movement fight, you need more. You need... Stanton and Frederick Douglass got into a fight about who should get the vote, whether the 15th Amendment... She gave a speech and said,
2: They congratulated themselves on the passage of the 15th, securing manhood suffrage and establishing an aristocracy of sex. The lower orders of men, slaves of yesterday, are legislators today. Ignorant Africans in whose eyes women are simply the beings of lust. Think of Sambo, who does not know the difference between monarchy and a republic, who cannot read the Declaration or a spelling book. They make laws for the daughters of Adams and Jefferson, women of wealth and education. Shall American statesmen amend the Constitution to make wives and mothers the political inferiors of the unlearned and unwashed ditch-diggers, boot-black butcher, and barbers fresh from the plantation? To establish aristocracy on sex alone? Then Douglas
9: countered, There is no greater name than Elizabeth Cady Stanton. There are few households in which a black man could put his head, but this woolly head of mine found refuge in her home. And if I had been blacker than 16 midnights without a single star, she would have shown me equal hospitality. This I believe. There is no greater champion for women's rights, for equal rights. But. But the employment of names like Sambo and Boot Black, I cannot coincide with that. I must say, I do not see how anyone can pretend that there is the same urgency in giving the ballot to the woman as to the Negro. It is a matter of life and death for us. When women, Because they are women, are hunted down and killed for no crime but being women. When they are strung up on lampposts, when their children are torn from their arms, their brains bashed against the ground, then they will have urgency to obtain the ballot equal to our own. Then
1: another suffragist, Lucy Stone, contended.
2: The gentleman who addressed you claimed that Negroes had the first right to suffrage. What he says the Ku Klux Klan did to blacks in the South, the Ku Kluxers are doing here in the shape of men. Women are in mortal danger. Men take away children from mothers who have no legal right to their own children. Woman has an ocean of wrongs too deep for any plummet. The Negro, too, has an ocean too deep to be fathomed. But I hope the 15th Amendment passes so that at least someone can get out of this terrible pit. So it's,
1: um... Well, one woman of color spoke. Frances Harper.
0: She's... Do we have time? No, but just a snip of it. You white women speak here of rights. I speak of wrongs. I, as a colored woman, have had in this country an education which has made me feel as if I were in the situation of Ishmael. I do not believe that giving the women, the ballot is immediately going to cure all the ills of life. I do not believe that white women are due jobs just exhaled from the skies. I think that like men, they may be divided into three classes. The good, the bad, and the indifferent. Give women the ballot box? <laughs> Go on. The white women of this country needed. I tell you that if there is any class of people who need to be lifted out of their airy nothings and selfishness, <laughs> it is the white women of America.
1: So that, mm-hmm, sure, and I... Mm-hmm. Not about me, but she... And you have to understand, during Reconstruction it was... But then also, I want to get to this, but but I can't because it's unfair. But everyone, everything, I'm just... No, no, I can't... And if we put it in, people are mad, but if you leave it out, people are mad, and that's not even about Victoria, but it is in the... Do, do you... I mean... No, uh, no, I've
5: dropped the whole thing. It's all over the place. Oh, no.
3: Oh. Let me help. What? Me.
1: Tenny. Her sister. Right. But this podcast is just a play. You can't talk to me. There's no direct address. I am
3: talking, Aina. <laughs> I'm trying to... You're trying too hard. Let me do it. I can do it for you.
0: I want to explain why. I know why my sister ran, why women run and do stupid things.
7: Not stupid.
3: I didn't say stupid. You're stressed. Let me do it. Okay.
1: Okay? I'm just tired and confused and... Just say it. I can do it. You
5: do it. Okay! Reset! Let's do this right!
1: listening to A Simple history, Victoria Woodhull, Part 6, Serious
4: Important Drama, with Cara Young as the host, Florencia Lozano
2: as Victoria Claflin Woodhull,
0: Zainab Musa
2: as Worker, Kate Burton as Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Jennifer Ikeda as Anthony Comstock, Jacqueline
3: Antaramian as Isabella Beecher Hooker, Dale Souls as Ruben Buckman. Kira Miller as the Rabbi. Ching Valdez Aran as Cornelius Vanderbilt. Carmelita Tropicana as Karl Marx.
0: Vianne Cox as Skylar Colfax. Daphne Ruben Vega as
6: Tennessee Tenney. Celeste Claflin. Danielle
0: Ferland as Grace.
7: Yet as James Blood. Socorro Santiago
5: as Canning Woodhull. Rebecca Atkinson Lord as Sir John Vidal-Martin. Tanya Pinkins as Roxana Roxy Hummel Claflin. Rachel Crowell as Susan B. Anthony. Donata Lavinia Grays as
2: Frederick Douglass. Maria Dizia as Lucy Stone.
0: Erin Cherry as Frances Ellen.
1: Watkins Harper. Donya K. Washington is our director. Text is written and developed by Jonathan A. Goldberg. Sound design and technical direction by Jane Shaw. David Poe is the music advisor. Original music by Jane Shaw and David Poe. Jenny Turner Hall is the executive producer. Series created and executive produced by Jocelyn Kritzky. A Simple History is produced by The Muse Project and presented by The Tank's Cyber Tank. Your tax-deductible donation to The Tank helps support work like A Simple Herstory and can help artists right now when they need your support the most. Visit www.thetanknyc.org to contribute and visit asimpleherstory.com to learn more. Thank you so
0: much for listening.